0: Hey ladies, welcome to the Diamond Hands podcast. So you want to own a med spa? Welcome to our community and explore the exciting industry of medical aesthetics and hear from experienced med spa owners and relevant industry experts to guide you on your path. Mindset, money, practice management, marketing, find it here. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Diamond Hands Podcast. Today, we are so excited to have a bodacious and beautiful Black woman with us today, April Witherspoon, family nurse practitioner and a Delta. <laughs> and she is yeah, and she is the owner and founder of Numi Aesthetics in Carrollton, Texas. So welcome, April. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited to have you here too. So today, guys, I'm going to warn you there may be some topics we discuss that you may not be so comfortable with, but just know we love everyone, but it's just an elephant in the room and there's some things we're gonna talk about. So get ready, okay? That's right. Be calm. So April, (laughs) so tell us a little bit, you know, you have an extensive medical background. Tell us a little bit about your background. What made you even want to get into nursing in the first place? And yeah, what was your path to aesthetics?
1: So um, my background in nursing in general is in the ICU. So I thought, Maybe I wanted to, you know, stay in the hospital system, but that changed quickly after my experience there. So I decided to go um, to school to be a family nurse practitioner because I knew there was, you know, uh, limitless opportunities. So I've worked in family practice, urgent care, pain management, functional medicine, you name it. I've probably tried it just to see where, you know, my passion was. Mm-hmm. So I did work alongside a family um, physician and she was doing Botox on her patients. Mm-hmm. And it's just essentially the look on their face when we were able to kind of restore some confidence in them and they willingly came to the appointment. You know, most of the time we go because we have to. Yes. Um, Um, So that was very enlightening. And honestly, as a kid, I have like, you know, full lips and big eyes. And I actually used to get teased a lot. So I know how that feels to be insecure about something. So for me to be able to just help you restore confidence from within, I was all about it. And I literally fell in love with aesthetics.
0: Wow, that's so amazing. So like, you know, when you actually, like, when was it that you actually said, like, oh, I'm actually going to start my own med spa? Did you work with someone for a few years? Like, what was your path to actual ownership?
1: So I'm from the Dallas, well, I'm from Kaufman, Texas, which is okay. a small town outside of Dallas, the Dallas Metroplex. Yeah. Um, so I'm from here, but my husband and I moved to California. So we moved to um, the Orange County, LA area. Mm -hmm. And I eventually got a job in aesthetics and we'll talk about the path to get there a little bit later, but, Mm -hmm. um, When I started working more full-time in aesthetics, I mean, it literally stole my heart. I I felt like I wasn't really working. I was just going to work and helping people in that capacity. So whenever we moved back to the Dallas area, I knew based on, you know, some things that I wasn't really pleased with, how things were run. I knew that was my calling. Um, But one thing I did notice was there were not a lot of, it was not a lot of diversity. It wasn't what I anticipated it would be. Mm -hmm. Um, Literally any person of color that would walk in, you know, and I'm just one happy to treat anybody, but anybody that would walk in, it was literally almost every appointment they say, oh, wow, you look like me. So it was at that point, I knew that I had to do something where I would be of representation for anyone of any skin tone and it was the um include it was being all inclusive for me
0: yes wow that's really powerful you know to to see yourself in spaces that are you know intelligent high powered it's it's a beautiful thing Um, and so you know kind of moving on I would, so these are my top three. I open up with everyone. But you know, tell me a little bit about what some of your favorite marketing hacks are as a new business owner. Um, and what do you do in order to stay motivated and consistent? And what's a business goal that you accomplish that you never thought you'd be able to? So we'll start with the first one. So tell us a little bit more about some of your favorite marketing hacks as a new business owner.
1: Um, you know, I feel like I have a subscription to everything right about now. <laughs> it's one of those out of sight, out of mind. I'm probably spending so much money on that. However, um, social media really is not my thing, but I, I make a conscious effort at it every day. So I do wear many hats. Um, I've found HootSuite to be very helpful because I can kind of spend one day, plan out, my social media um monthly calendar and nice. I can kind of go from there because I'm in many places at one time. Mm-hmm. Um so let me see what keeps me motivated. Um I mean Leslie, that is where the money resides. So I <laughs> where, make the she... money reside, where the money resides, Where
0: the money resides. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we don't know the reference. It's just kind of funny. <laughs> yes, exactly. Where the money resides. And
1: where the money resides. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm definitely not specifically just money, but it is a great way for me to be able to, um, you know, um, help with my lifestyle and my family. And,
0: you know, um,
1: yeah, I am able to help people and, you know, be comfortable at the same time.
0: Exactly. And and before we even move on, I think it's just very important to kind of say, it's like, as women, we have always shied away from wealth and saying that we are wealthy, we have money, we are doing good things. Because when we're able to help more people, what's wrong with getting more money for helping more people? Nothing.
1: Nothing at all. I mean, you are literally, I mean, this is the thing when you spend and devote time and energy and money in courses and classes and trainings, that stuff is not cheap. It costs a lot of money. Um, I mean, it costs a lot of money to go to NP school. So Mm -hmm. it's essentially just basically you are able to finally see the fruits of your labor. Let me say that. So when you work hard, you should be able to play hard.
0: Yes, I agree with that. And, you know, in the last question, you know, what's a business goal that you accomplished that you never thought you would have been able to? Opening up a business, I tell you. (laughs) Opening up a business.
1: Yes. I, you know, from a... Uh, being a clinician and from a clinical standpoint your ultimate goal is the outcome and you want to help people so that was that was a hard transition for me to have to look at things from a business standpoint what you know what is going to help me meet my bottom line as opposed to just giving away everything for free Got because it. i'm big on you know giving a discount because oh i just want that person to get the good result and all that good stuff so that's yeah. been a challenge Mm-hmm. but um, opening up my own um, practice. I'm so excited. I have so many plans.
0: Yeah, that's so great. Well, maybe you'll t- we'll see some more of those plans in the future. Yes. You guys are going to have to follow her on social to see her rise. <laughs> that's right. So, you know, just tell us a little bit what you enjoy most about your business. And, you know, if you could paint a picture of some of your a- achievements for us.
1: So I... I opened up my doors February 2020 and then we all know what happened shortly thereafter. Yes. So, yes. so just trying to open doors and get a business off the ground and then have to be shut back down due to COVID, mm-hmm. um that was very challenging having to switch gears. Um so I still was able to stay afloat and actually grow during that time. So that is a blessing. Yeah. Um So achievements, I've been able to keep my doors open. I've been able to acquire new services and equipment. And my goals um, for the next couple months is bringing on more staff Mm
0: -hmm, so that mm -hmm. I'm
1: able to just, you know, keep this thing popping.
0: Exactly. And and that's (laughs) awesome, you know, because, you know, having good staff and is really an important piece for success, no matter what business that you're in. You know, and choosing the yeah. right people. So the that's right be,
1: people. Yes. That's gonna be
0: fun. Just making sure you find people that are value aligned and all of that.
1: Oh my gosh. I'm super excited. You yes. know, but you're right. There it does not come without potential challenges. And I'm mm-hmm. sure it'll be trial and error, but you know, let's do it. Let's do exactly, it. Exactly,
0: exactly. So, <laughs> you know, how scary was it to make the leap from non-business owner. Um, you know, to business owner, and, you know, in your estimation, what hurdles did you have to overcome to get to this point?
1: So that's always the challenge if you ask me from when you're going to working a full-time job to then you go part-time and then you know you eventually transition out there on your own because it's that it's the um, being comfortable when you have this steady income coming in versus okay I'm kind of really just doing this on my own and I have to set these goals and I have to make sure that you know I'm hitting my bottom line and all that good stuff so um, just the um, uncomfortableness of taking that leap. But honestly, guys, you know, you see so many people that want to do these things and they let that fear hold them back. And you just never know what potential you ultimately have until you have to do it. Mm. So I think sometimes it's also just pushing yourself a little bit. The saying is true. If you're not uncomfortable, you're not doing something right. Um, so I had to learn that firsthand, but, um, yeah, that was probably the biggest thing. And I'm still learning along the way. You know, I'm, um, I will be a year old next month. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I know super excited and scary and I'm anxious and it's just so many feelings bottled into one y'all, but if I could do it, seriously, anybody can do it. I'm, I'm a firm believer in stepping out on faith and letting go and let God.
0: Yes, amen. And that's Mm -hmm. such a wonderful thing. And something that I want to ask you, um, you know, what would be your advice to someone like, you know, coming into owning a med spa or wanting to own a med spa? Like, what kind of reserves do you think they should have ready just to kind of make sure they're staying afloat while things are revving up?
1: Well, here comes that finance background. You're about to be all over me on this one, say. But um, <laughs> honestly, I, I do have um, many, many um, nurses that reach out to me want to know how I got started. And I've even had I even have some mentors that have been such a great resource. What I normally say is have a plan in place. Now, yeah. things are not gonna be perfect because I'm one of those people, I want everything to be, you know, lined up. I want to make sure it's the right timing. You know, it's never gonna be a right time. Um, You want to have a business plan so you at least know that if things go not so great, mm -hmm. that you can still pay your bills and you can at least, you know, hit your bottom line. So you want to be comfortable enough. And if you need to work a part time job until you're able to jump on out there, then do so. There's no shame in doing that. No shame.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really excellent advice because some people are like, I'm not gonna have any backup plan or I'm not gonna have any savings or anything, and I'm just going to fly. And it's like, yeah.
1: <laughs> like it might not be that easy
0: in the beginning. <laughs> no,
1: I know, because honestly, owning a miss, spot is a lot of overhead. So yeah. many, and that is that's something that people don't know. So when they You know, they do their consultations. When you start throwing out numbers to them, it sounds like a whole lot. But at the end of the day, you still have, you know, you're, you really are not making a whole, whole, whole lot of money off of that number that you're telling them, you know, Um, because the products and things, especially when you're getting started, you don't get a whole lot of uh, a break on certain, you know, syringes of filler and all this good stuff. So Mm -hmm. until you get your volume up, Mm -hmm. um, you have to, you know, Charge what you need to charge and account for your time as well.
0: Exactly. You just have to. Exactly. And like, you know, knowing your worth and just because, you know, you see it all over the internet and everything. Mm -hmm. People are like, oh, $6 (laughs) a unit. It's like, excuse me? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. what are you doing? Yeah,
1: exactly. You don't have to be the most expensive person on the block, but you Mm -hmm. still need to, you know, charge your worth because at the end of the day, they will come to the person they feel confident in
0: exactly Absolutely. and that's so true and so at what point you know kind of kind of speaking on that I know you, you had some advice in that but like what at what point were you like okay I am going all in like <clears throat> risking it all
1: um I knew that without because okay let me say this so after I started working in aesthetics fell in love with it in California. I'm like, Oh, I want to like open up my own thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I didn't have a plan in place. I just knew that's something I wanted to do. So this was like one or two years planning, um, to get this thing off the ground. I still had to work, you know, while I was getting, um, you know, resources and machines and all that good stuff. So, I knew it was, it was time for me to go ahead and open up those doors when um, I literally couldn't stop thinking about it. Like I literally was like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. Every waking moment I was doing something to plan for this, this new project, my new baby. So that's when I knew it was, it was real. That's what I wanted to do. So
0: that's Here I, awesome. am. <laughs> I think that's awesome. And, and, it, and it's funny that you say that because, um, I was, um, re- reading thinking grow rich for woman this morning. Okay. Um, okay. so okay. it's like an adoption by a Sharon Lecter, who's a big financial guru or whatever. She speaks around the country. And nice. as you said that I was like, Oh, I got to pull it up and read this quote, <laughs> but it's like, you know, as you read it, because we're talking about like your mantra for your life, like see and feel and believe yourself already in possession It's where you have a burning desire will come to your aid. If you truly mm. desire money or we're going to put whatever it is, your mm-hmm. vision so keenly that your desire is an obsession, you will have no difficulty in convincing yourself that you will acquire it a man. Isn't that I mean, deep? Well said. Seriously. Well, is
1: that, that That is it. Yep, That, that is it. it. And
0: as you said that and you were talking about it, like, you know, couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't, it could not leave your mind. I immediately thought to what I read this morning and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, what, what is that? What is it called when it's like something happens and it's like too like synced up? I forget. Like sy- synchronicity? Uh, Synch- is it synchronicity? Sounds good, Lizzie. That's no, it. No. We're call it so you guys out there who are into all that stuff, don't come at me. Don't inbox me. Don't at me. Okay. Um, yeah. So tell me more about, you know, I want to know more about your experience being, um, you know, a black nurse practitioner in the aesthetic space. And this is where it might get a little uncomfortable. Um, but, you know, kind of referencing what you talked about in the beginning, do you think the representation is accurate? So that part. Um, Honestly,
1: I think there's definitely room for improvement. Let me say that. Um, You definitely have more um, people of color, all skin types. You definitely have more of them seeking out aesthetics. Um, procedures. However, whenever I look at different injectors that I follow, etc., it's really hard for me to come across one. Mm -hmm. Um, The contact and networking that I have made with a few is really just a few. And I do feel like there is an underrepresentation of Black uh, nurse injectors.
0: Mm -hmm. So, My, my, so I'm kind of curious about that. You know, I'm a black woman myself and I'm, I'm, my parents are Jamaican and, and I know that in our culture, I can only speak for my culture that my family was, nurses, doctors, teachers, pastors, they kind of (laughs) stick in those like very safe roles. Mm -hmm. Do you think that has something to do with it? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Honestly, I don't think that there is a enough exposure uh, mm-hmm. right out of nursing school, so to speak, um, because I didn't really know a whole, whole lot about it right out of nursing school. I guess if you're, you know, extremely into all things beauty in the beauty industry, and that's just like been your thing from day one, that you would seek something like that. On top of that, honestly, it's really hard to get your foot in the door into a position in aesthetics as an aesthetics injector, because most people, they're hiring someone with experience. Mm -hmm. Well, how does one acquire experience? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I can't speak to why a company would pick one injector over the other, I can't say for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, However, I just know that it's likely not happening as much as it could.
0: Interesting. And, you know, you talked about, you know, when you, you got out of NP school and everything, there wasn't really a clear path to aesthetics. So in your estimation, what can, what do you believe people in the industry can do to ensure that this is a path that's more accessible, like more accessible to people who want to get into it, no matter what color they are? What, what do you think can be done?
1: so i do feel like um perhaps that could be included as part of the clinical track or you know part of the rotation in nursing school because you can still inject as an rn Mm -hmm. um without necessarily going to np school i think those rns that go to np school specifically to be an aesthetics injector they know that's what they want to do beforehand or they Mm -hmm. worked um you know, um, on the surgical side of things, Mm -hmm. um, then they have that little bit of exposure. Now, I feel like the training is expensive Mm -hmm. because if you're going to do like Botox and you're going to do filler and you're going to get hands-on, it costs money for the products. Yeah. So um, unless you have a wonderful relationship with your rep and all that good stuff, it does cost money. So that's why the trainings are expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not going to say that, you know, a a black injector cannot afford it. I don't know that they
0: always know about those opportunities. I'll Mm -hmm. say that. Mm -hmm. And that makes a lot of sense. And, you know. And another thing that I think is kind of touching the industry, you know, possibly, um, what do you think can be done to encourage more aesthetic providers to have a focus on treating black skin, even if their market does not have that demographic regularly? Um, Do you think practitioners should go above and beyond to understand that skin type just in case one of us walks through the door? Absolutely. I am extremely big on feeling
1: comfortable treating anyone that walks through my door because Mm -hmm. you cannot help the way that you were born. Mm -hmm. You should not be turned away for an aesthetic service. um, if there is an opportunity to actually treat you just because they're not comfortable with your skin tone or skin type Mm -hmm. to me, that's unacceptable. Um, I do feel like it it doesn't come up enough because I run across way too many patients. Um, and this is not necessarily just black patients. This is anyone that has some melanin in their skin. Mm -hmm. They are very apprehensive. Um, they have been burnt before, whether that be lasers or chemical pills. Mm. Um, they have been, um, they have been put in a position to where they, they are not as trustworthy. I call it and kind of almost like to,
0: PTSD because yes. of, of bad treatment.
1: Yeah. Uh, yes. And I'm not saying that's all of them. I'm saying I've I've heard feedback enough from my patients to I to where I feel like whenever you're doing these trainings for vascular occlusions, because it can come up f- quite frequently there still needs to be something on that topic regarding skin of color and how to treat that and how to combat those main skin issues, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So um, I know it's happening, but I do not feel like it's happening enough.
0: Mm, interesting. Yeah. Cause I know even in the area where I am, it's like, um, cause I'm in, I'm in Boston, Boston area. And there is, I only know one black injector in the whole entire place and she's ruling the things audrey rose hey girl hey hey audrey (laughs) (laughs) we love her we do love her she is fabulous but you know um and you know but it's like that's that's i I don't know any others there could be but i I don't know them at all Mm -hmm. i've never seen them and i interview a lot of you guys (laughs) so it's just a thing um but you know uh, there's, this is another hard question and it's kind of a, could be uncomfortable but okay okay so do you think I oh, we call it the New York look kind of because um, it's not very popular in New Hampshire Massachusetts depending where you are but do you think the aesthetic for big lips and snatched hips and big derriere um, do you believe this is cultural appropriation or do you think it is more of a compliment that some of some you know caucasian people or lighter skinned people you know want to achieve the look that black people have had naturally for years oh leslie this is a
1: spicy question (laughs) Um, I, I just had to ask it. I just had to ask it. I, I, I'm, yeah, that's okay. That's okay. We I just wonder. wonder. I just wonder. <laughs> <laughs> so let me say this. Um, I feel like social media um, influencers, we all essentially, for the most part, admire what we don't have. Usually yeah, like we I'm all hurting. want what we don't. E- yes. exactly, exactly. I had this
0: long wig on, trying to look like Beyonce, and my <laughs> afro is definitely BDBs, but that's another thing altogether, honey. Continue. <laughs> Not the BDBs, <beady> Leslie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Guys, you don't see what I just did, but I definitely pushed my wig back. Yeah, you guys, you guys don't want to see this live, but yes. Uh, <laughs> i'm dead over here oh my gosh but you know so
1: to your point yes so we do things that are convenient and that uh have a lot of sex appeal Mm -hmm. so be that um you know the kardashian uh curves etc there are there are many black women that maybe have a hip dip and they want that voluptuous uh, you know, BBL. And they just, they, I feel like women that have a a big, what they call a donk, I think they want that. So Mm. not everybody wants that, but I do feel like, um, there has been social media influence of what beauty is and what sexy is. Mm. Um, so are those particular influences trying to mimic a, um, uh, the curves that we traditionally have had? Um, this is not a racial thing traditionally um most women of color normally have a lot of curves Mm -hmm. so i think people are um um they are in admiration of that because that's the thing that's in right now Mm -hmm. be that a caucasian person or a black person or hispanic or what have you anything in between yeah yeah so i just my my motto is um do do what makes you feel good as long as you don't take it too far. I like natural augmentations. So I do feel like uh, women of color, however, you know, you you feel about it, at least it's make, I feel like it should make us feel a lot more comfortable being who we are and not have to be insecure about, you know, your big butt or your big lips and all that good stuff, because everybody doing it.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. I, exactly. Exactly yeah so I, I think that's a very interesting um and so kind of switching gears here because we just went to like a topic, and guys, please don't hate me, please listen to my podcast after this. like I love. You guys. <laughs> but you know, what do you believe is your most inspiring client story year to date?
1: So, um, I did have a patient that has some pretty bad scarring from a car accident. Mm. So, you know, you just, that's just one of those, that's like my biggest fear, honestly, is the car accident because you just don't know what could happen. And there were some uh, deformities, some facial deformities, and we live in a world where on the outside, the physical appearance is everything because we judge the exterior. We just do. That's our society, unfortunately. Um, so I was able to do some microneeling procedures and, you know, we did some cortisone injections and we did some filler in places. And she literally cried after her appointment because she felt like she would not get a lot of negative attention and stares anymore after that. So that, that is why I do what I do.
0: Beautiful. Yeah, I, I really love that, and it's like yeah. you know there are. I'm sure all these before and afters that we see on Instagram or whatever. There are so many stories behind these before and afters, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's like I'm so like many. if these before, yeah, I'm like if these before and afters could tell stories. Oh my
1: god, it's so true. And just think about where we are. I feel like mental health is so um, undiagnosed and mm-hmm. it's just so much going on, so much anxiety, so much depression, and it's it's the little things. It may be something that you don't even notice on the person, but if they're insecure about it, mm-hmm. then you know it's 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 our job to make sure that we can help in that capacity.
0: Exactly. New me aesthetics, huh? Hey, new me. <laughs> It's all about that new me from the inside out. From the inside out. And that is a beautiful thing. Like, you know, if you can help your clients, you know, really change who they are from the core, that's like, that's a beautiful thing. It really is. It really is. And so, my last question to you, you know, if you could take a young woman in hand who wants to do what you're doing, what would be your biggest word of advice for her?
1: So what I would advise is that you find a mentor and you do your due diligence in trying to get your foot in the door, whether you have to start as a laser tech and work your way up to an injector. I'm sorry to say it. I wish it was a lot easier, but I mean, even I've had to take a step back, take a pay cut, do some hours I didn't want to do in order to get where I am today. So uh, you just sacrifice is the biggest thing that I can um, say. Sacrifice, get a mentor, father, a lot of free resources. Social media has made that so. So follow injectors that you admire. Look at their work. Look at things that they post. Look at their podcast. Listen to this podcast. You know, (laughs) Um, so many people that have had to um, do the same things, pay for trainings, Um, but you know, you will definitely find people that are willing to help you if you're willing to help yourself as well. So, um, don't give up. If that is truly your dream, then you start out with one thing and then you work your way up until you're able to get where you're trying to go. Do not give up. You got
0: this boo. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. You got this boo. That's what I'm talking about. And so April, you know, Everyone wants to know, how can we find you? Yeah,
1: so you can find me on Instagram um, at New Me Aesthetics. That's N W M E Aesthetics. Um, you can also find my other professional page, April G underscore Natural Beauty MP. That is A P R Y L G underscore Natural Beauty MP. Or you can find me on Facebook, New Me Aesthetics. Um, my number is eight three three New Me one two three guys. That's eight three three six nine six three one two three, and I'm located in Carrollton, Texas um, in the Dallas, uh, Texas Metroplex.
0: (laughs) Wow, that is fabulous. I love it. Oh my God. So guys, (laughs) I'm going to have all her information obviously in the show notes. So you got to look at that. Um, So thank you so much for being open, vulnerable, taking my hard questions that I probably shouldn't have asked you. Thank you. No worries. Hey, people, people, they think about it.
1: So they want to know. I guess I just have to be the person to go ahead and say it. But no, I'm seriously, guys, I want the best. I love my patients. Education yes. is everything. Education. So I do offer free consults because yes. I need you to know what's going on.
0: Amen. That is so wonderful. Thank you so much, Abel. Of we'll course. You. Thank you for having me. Yes. All so right. good we'll to be here. <laughs> All right. Like what you heard? Please leave us a review. I appreciate you listening and your support. Follow us on Instagram at planlifehappens and comment on this episode's post. Also, I appreciate your feedback and ideas. Improving is the name of the game. I'm Leslie Tracy, your host. Thanks for listening.